0: Hey, welcome to What the What. This is Jeff and Renee. And today we've did this once before, but we're gonna be doing a grab bag of topics. I couldn't think of one thing to talk about, but there's just a bunch of bunch of little things that are floating around the ether sphere. So um if you want to kick us off? Grab the grab the first little pink paper and okay. What was that?
1: I don't I you cannot can't. read your writing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all right. So half the time I can't read. Oh, so now that you've been on Tiktok for a little while, yes. what is your favorite trend that oh, you've seen on Tiktok?
1: favorite trend. Oh, that's a good question. I like any sort of Facebook, <laughs> Tick- That was bad. Woo. I was thinking Facebook I and Tiktok when I was merging them what, together.
0: <laughs> I don't know what Tiktok you're on. No, but... no, no.
1: Tiktok where um, people create little stories by playing mul- by one person playing multiple characters. Okay. They create stories like they'll do this thing where they have like an angel talking to God, yeah. you know, a bunch of angels talking to God. They'll do stuff where they have like um, this one guy, who this one guy ended up creating this this TikTok where he, um, where he started going on a date with himself. Like it just became this. He created really distinct characters and, and then they started having a like a, a plot develop and it was just so. Then like anytime there's that acting chops and they do really good cuts. And they have a really good then there's Timmy, that kid Timmy, the one who's always have you seen Timmy, no. the one who's always like he speaks like an, an like a, a renaissance like villain. He's just like so angry and he's always anyway. Like I love those TikToks. Okay. Love them. Cool. I want to send like 20 of them to all the audience. You guys find find me on TikTok. I'm Sun Coyote. If you if you follow me, I will send you all of the videos.
0: <laughs> all right. Um I'm still I'm still a fan of the we're twins song, and I don't know why I don't know why that song stuck got stuck on. You're the,
1: still that's the thing that that's yeah one of
0: the, I love that one. There was another one I, I can't. It was like it, it was like big for like two days, and I wish I could remember what it was, but I can't. So I won't be able to mention it.
1: I love the thing. I also love the. So I'm just going a little yeah. more, a little more product. I also love the thing too. Where so what ends up happening is like a certain. of music becomes popular, right? And then people, what people decide is this is the the action you do with that film, with that music, right? And so one of them was like the Busset trend where it's like, and usually what happens is the music has sort of a tonal shift. And so it will sort of have a lead in and then the the music will shift. And that's usually when the, the screen also shifts and something happens, like people are doing silhouettes, like these red backlit silhouettes that were really sexy. And so like, there's music for that. So then I love when people start subverting that trend, and they'll do stuff where they'll change the music and they'll like tweak the music even so the music has a weird ending and then they start making jokes about that. And so I like seeing the original trend and then all the comedy yeah that comes around the trend. I love it.
0: Have you ever been watching one? Not somebody that intentionally subverted it, but were you ever watching a TikTok and you're like, Yeah, you're doing it wrong.
1: Yeah, oh, 100%. Oh yeah.
0: That's not so, that's not the dance. So you're funny. doing it wrong.
1: And they're and they're syn- their lips aren't in sync. And I and I haven't created TikTok, so I don't know how hard it is to get your lips to sync, but like their mouths aren't syncing up. They're they're not hitting the moves hard enough or whatever it is, it's not looking good.
0: Yes. There was one speaking of the lip syncing, there was one. The, the, the audio was please stop telling people that running is fun. Runners only tell you that they're not having fun. Yes, they're yeah. just doing that to torture you. Yes. And the the person I saw doing it lip synced it so well that I thought she, she actually created yes. it. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it was like a month where I realized that there was that somebody entirely somebody else started.
1: It. I, I, some people are very good at it. Some people are very, yeah, very, very good, but a lot of people are not. I mean, yeah, it's like going to a film festival where everyone was allowed to submit a movie and you're just like, oh, honey, no, yeah. like it, no, you need yeah. a better camera, you need better lighting, you need a better script, you need it, like all your things need to be better. And, and also you, you're not cute enough that, that people will forgive those things because that's, let's be honest that's yeah. a part of our society so you just think oh sometimes every now and again i hang on just to give them a little bit of like sometimes i watch those all the way to the end just to give them a little something <laughs> so but then but then sometimes tiktok's like oh you want more of those i'm like no uh no, yeah. just being nice
0: yeah <laughs> yeah or um oh, i just lost my train of thought i'm sorry no, about no. those people who were just
1: yeah i mean t- yeah, tiktok is yeah. very fun for that type of stuff also cooking videos there's some people yeah. do some really cool stuff
0: yeah so that's where i learned how to do reverse sear steaks and board seasoned steaks oh so board seasoning is where you cook the steak with like no seasoning maybe a little bit of salt but really you don't you don't worry about seasoning the steak at all oh on your cutting board you put your salt pepper garlic butter time whatever whatever you're going to use to season your steak you just put it directly on the cutting board the steak over that while it's resting and then it'll melt the butter and then you just you just slice it up and mix it all up together let it rest again so much better interesting so much better okay yeah never do not season your steak season your board
1: well okay well we'll see (laughs) that kind of hurts my soul actually to hear that so i love to see i'll try it yeah um but um but yeah, you can pick up good stuff like that. Like my yeah. friend Sarah was talking about how she made some pasta that that TikTok recommended cuz yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: TikTok is great. Yeah. Long the And and
1: <laughs> long I am TikTok. I
0: am convinced that TikTok was the reason Biden won. I mean, I think Trump going after TikTok swayed enough voters.
1: I mean, this little thing maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. He's he's well, he's the circles I run in. He's very popular. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. All right, moving on. Okay. Next genre. All right, so this is actually this. Actually, That's Yeah. Okay. Well, I know this question. <laughs> so this actually this is actually a nice follow up to what we were talking about last week with mm-hmm. the Star Wars and Star Trek. Okay. So as a writer, how how would you define genre in the abstract? What's the purpose of genre? What makes something one genre versus another, and what happened, and and what happens when people violate the rules of a genre?
1: At the end of the day, genre is a marketing tool. Like genre is a way, and 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 this is this is something I think applies to the reality of any art form, which is that it's also a business. Right. So if I create something. I want it to go to the right audience. I want the people, I want there to be a higher probability that the person who finds my work understands what they're getting themselves into. Because my stuff is weird and niche, right? So I search out venues uh, that have a comparable aesthetic. And my genre is speculative fiction, um, science fiction, dark fiction, um, and maybe some horror, right? And so I say, my stuff aligns closely to this. So then as a reader, you are more likely to connect with the reader who's interested in your content. At the end of the day, that's what it allows a writer to do, is to find their audience. Now, my, my writing is also fairly literary. So I'm blending genres. And there's there are, some, there are some writers who write sort of in the most sort of classic. It's almost like um, they're the primary color. Of the genre, and so like they're the they're the the bread. They are that green, and they sort of stand in the center of that genre. Danielle Steele, um, louis lamore Like there's different there's different every genre. Stephen King's in horror, right? Like you have the the person who's standing sort of in the center of that, but everything else that maybe kind of comes around that becomes um becomes um, a variation of that color. It becomes you mixing in different elements, and so you have all these tonal qualities about genre, and then you get to the borders of those things, and you find that there are some people where they're tonally mixing enough stuff that it's a little harder to say which exactly they're in. And and then occasionally what happens is that over time the center shifts. And so um so as taste and aesthetics shift, those things will kind of shift. So really at the end of the day, it's tonal, it's it's not one thing, and it's and it's movable and it can change over time.
0: Star Trek, we agree, is science fiction. Correct. Star Wars, what genre is Star Wars?
1: I think some people would put it in science fiction, too. Um, partly because the the definition of science fiction allows for, like, it includes a concept that the technology is what allows people to do versus fantasy, which includes something like the Force, which is why it was actually kind of problematic that George Lucas went back and tried to force feed in a scientific reason for the Force.
0: Yeah, it was right? stupid.
1: Yeah, it was pointless because, it, because in that way, Star Wars kind of straddled. Straddled some genres because the fantasy element of the force was part of it, but
0: yeah, I I, th- I think Star Wars is straight up fantasy. So the way the way I see the two, if does does the rules of the universe you created follow our con- our concept of of natural law of natural forces, and if it does, then it's science fiction. So like The Martian, right? That's science fiction because everything he was doing on it. Was rooted in things that were, you know, he was sciencing the shit out of it. Correct. Whereas Star Wars, there is no, they're they're not following. They're not following. They don't. There's there's no there's no, fine. Yeah,
1: I mean it, yeah, to some extent because like, but um, yeah, like they're they're basically looking at like does it does the rules of the world that you create within the genre um adhere to yeah like like a uh, ring world by um ring the. Larry Niven wrote about these ring cloud world, worlds um and so like but again they were very highly Arthur C Clarke also wrote with a lot of science as well so yeah i mean science is a big part of science fiction yeah but but not always like so particularly i guess that's why there's a little bit of the speculative fiction component coming up like Brian Evanson writes some content where it's definitely technology but the technology isn't the focus of the narrative and Kay Jemison her stuff comes under science fiction um, even though there's no scientific sort of, um, well, I actually haven't read the whole series, but there's no, um, it's not based on the exploration of the science. And so that's actually why I left science fiction sort of early in my life was because a lot of that early science fiction writing was primarily an exploration of the scientific principles and not the character principles. And so science fiction has definitely evolved to include more character driven concepts where the science isn't necessarily the focus of the story, but is absolutely, um, fundamental to the story.
0: Yeah. On a related note, we talked about orcs last week, right? Briefly, and yeah. about how orcs are generally coded as black. Yes, are you aware of any fantasy, and I'm sure you, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure you are, like like high fantasy that's not rooted in Tolkien European mythology
1: um yes there's afro there's afro content and like octavia butler as well has done some stuff that isn't it's not about Europe. it's in the 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 protagonists and antagonists they're 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 black and it, it comes that those narratives come out of africa um yeah. and yeah so yeah that does exist now it didn't back in the day but it does now
0: yeah there's there's an interesting thing in dungeons and dragons where there are elements of like um east asian mythology sometimes touches on some african mythology but when people like when dms try to mash these things together it just it just doesn't work you really you really have to i think you have to start one you have to understand you have to have an understanding of the source mythology and then create a world rooted in that mythology
1: I had saw I, I thought i I had seen this argument, um, not argument, but this per- person put forth a premise, and I think this was probably I saw this one on Tumblr, where they said, like if you're going to create fantastic a fantasy, then part of what you want to do is is to to avoid caricature is to create a, a sort of cultural reason that certain certain species are the way that they are, right? So that like, if, if you're going to have the dwarves be really, really focused on, um, like, war, it could be because it has to do with, like, limited amount of resources and overpopulation within the dwarf community. And, it, like, right, that it, it's, it's rooted in sort of a historical premise, a historical and cultural premise for your the communities that you're building. So it's not just um, caricature. Right. And that sort of, and sort of, like, are the orcs like are, are there, there's in the particular person was talking specifically about orcs about like whether or not they sort of see like as an invasion like see earth like humans as an invasion and like so there's different ways like again like if you can just as a writer um or content creator sort of pivot and understand from their perspective what is the reason that they are um doing the way that they're doing but that has to be a fully developed cultural sort of yeah story
0: yeah all right ready yeah your turn okay Britney Spears. So, are you following are you Britney? It?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen the documentary because it came. It was a, a documentary that just came out, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going out on a little bit of limb here so I have not watched it yet. The question is, would you watch it? No. Any particular reason? I don't care. Okay. Yeah. So, for me, I I, I actually think it would because because like I I remember mm-hmm. all that stuff when when that was happening. Yeah um and then the south park episode that that rip did, did you ever see this out uh-uh. there was an episode of south park where um britney spears was on the show i don't think she, she probably not actually she was actually on it, but there was the britney spears you know character on the show who and her the entire top of her head got cut off oh and the boys were really trying to, like, um, the boys were really trying to get her to safety and, like, trying to rescue her and get her somewhere. But she was being hounded by paparazzi throughout the whole thing. Oh. And then it finally, the way the show ended was basically, like, the lottery. And it was the whole premise, the whole, the, the we find out that the premise was once a year... Um, people get, find one person, push them up to celebrity status, and then they have to kill them to appease the corn gods oh,
1: or Yeah, something. okay, that, yeah.
0: So, so it literally ends with, not with them stoning her, but with paparazzi crowding in and, and, and camera flashing her basically to death. But the, the issue I, the, the issue I'm seeing with this, with this documentary, and I think it, I think it's the New York Times that actually, that, that yeah. produces produced this yeah. Yeah. Is that they are, they are doing the very thing that they are saying they're critiquing.
1: So did Britney Spears participate in the documentary?
0: From what I have seen, no. Okay. I don't, I, it does not sound like she did. Huh. So it's, so, and like there's interviews, I saw a little bit of it where there's interviews with the paparazzi that were hounding her. And it's basically just, to me, it looks like the New York Times is just patting herself on the back for being enlightened mm-hmm. by, but they're still just using her to to, to make money without her input.
1: I mean, yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with Amy Whitehouse, like, we've just, yeah, like, we're, yes. We like to chew up, like, going back to what we were talking about last week, idolatry, right? Like, yeah. yeah, we like to, or even Tom Brady, right? Like, they were just, I was having conversations with my brother about um about why people don't like Tom Brady. And then I think you and I even, maybe you and I talked about it, too, or maybe it was the guy at Ray's. But anyway, um and then Saturday Night Live did, did a bit about it. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh, about how be. everyone hates him. Like, they just don't like him. And I just like, yeah, we like to not like people. Yeah. We like to hate the Kardashians. We get a lot of joy out of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't... I try not to. I really try, really oh, I try not to. I two
1: shits. To. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I have people like, what are the Kardashians? And you know, I'm like, I don't care. I Let them be beautiful. I let them be... Because those women have figured out how to commodify that and turn it into business. Power to them. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. So, stories you don't care about. <laughs> Ah, this one you might care about. Okay, Gina Carano, are you following this? Yeah. All right. So for those of you that don't know, Gina Carano was probably the lead supporting character. She played. She played. She's an actress that played the lead supporting character on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. She has been um, tweeting, Instagramming stuff for quite some time now that most people would consider transphobic. Um, and then she just released she she put on she put out an Instagram story where she basically compared the persecution of conservative Republicans to the persecution of Jews in the Holocaust. At which point, by the end of the day, Lucasfilm had re- basically said we have no further business dealings with her, and. She's gone, mm-hmm. and Pe- it's on the same day. Pedro Pascal. It, it was announced that he's going to lead, take the lead for Last Among Us. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, all right, is there? Is the Mandalorian dead? So mm-hmm. on one one part is the Mandalorian dead? Probably. Mm-hmm. Second part, what do we make of this whole Gina Carano?
1: I, at the end of the day, I do think it's worth calling people out for their bullshit, and I do think people should should be like, yeah, you can't you can't just be. You can't be a dick and still keep going. Yeah, I think what it also highlighted a lot for a lot of people was the was the double standard of, between men and women about that, because there's been also a lot of shit about Disney continuing to hire toxic men, and all of those systems continuing to allow horrible men to continue doing their work because for the sake of their art. But and, and who knows what will end up happening with her? But like that we could just throw a woman. So like they're sort of like, yeah, that was great, but also you need to do that with other humans that are working with
0: you. Yeah, so we went hit a couple of those, in these little pink stickers here. Oh, okay. Um, do you? I I have a feeling that she did it intentionally. Why? To get fired, so she could go get a job on OAN or Fox News and just be a pundit for the next ten years. She,
1: that how she she's not talk about a wooden actress. God bless her. Like I liked seeing like truly like as far as representation goes. I mean, she was a white chick, but like, she was meaty. She had this sort of like masculine energy that I found I really appreciated seeing on on the show. So like, I like it, but she was not a great. No, she
0: wasn't. <laughs> but and 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 she and, and on some level, and again, this is this is all speculation, but um, I I think she was picking a fight to get fired.
1: Maybe so to
0: to to set her to because what she will be able to do is get paid to to talk for the next 10 years on the on the right-wing victim circuit sure. so but yeah there's 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 a difference between getting fired from your job at the mine for saying things versus an entertainment company whose sole source of income is pleasing an audience and how as an audience member do you go watch somebody that's saying things that you find offensive it's it's just a different dynamic.
1: Why is that different than getting fired from the mine?
0: Well, because the mine doesn't depend. Everybody should have, regardless of what somebody's views are, they should be able to go make a living and support themselves. So when you start talking about like a restaurant or Circle K firing somebody for what they say off duty, you know, not at the job but in their in their personal life, I start having a problem. As a labor rights person, I have a problem with that. Mm. But when you're talking about when you're talking about entertainment. And it's we're trying we're trying to get Renee Bibby to buy a ticket to go see our movie, but she's going to be less likely to buy that ticket because this transphobic person is front and center on the show. Then it then it's just it's just purely a business decision. I mean, so it's, like, it's like I think you know. that
1: person should lose their job at the mine.
0: Yeah.
1: So I mean, I, I don't see the distinction. I guess. Okay. Yeah, which I is totally different.
0: I yeah, I yeah I see the distinction. Otherwise, all you do is create more unemployed people and and.
1: Yeah, get on board, and get off, or get off. I don't fuck, it. If you think people, if you think that the Holocaust didn't kill enough Jews, I think you should lose your job, though.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not going to get to that.
0: Well, it, it, just because that's not what she was saying.
1: She was not. No, I agree. But yeah. I'm just saying that there yeah. are certain lines right. in the sand. Yeah, and I just that, didn't
0: want to leave it in, in anybody's perspective. Oh, is it your turn or my turn? Your turn. I just want to leave it in anybody's perspective that that's what, uh, your turn. Okay. That that that's that's what that, that that's what her tweet was. That, her story. That's true.
1: wasn't Justice League trailer.
0: No, so we just watched. So I just had you watch it. Yes. Um. So so what did you think of the Justice League trailer? It's
1: fine. I'm not. That didn't excite me. Yeah. I was not excited. You know. One again. So now granted, there was a light right above. us like it's so fucking dark. That's really grim. It sounds like a lot. Of, it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fight scenes without a really clear, coherent story to thread them all together. Also, it looks like a lot of tragedy. I just like a dire, like no hopes, no hope, last minute. You are gonna have to get down. They're gonna grind you down to the like lowest level, and then be like, "And here is the one salvation, the last hail mary." And I, no, I don't, I, I can't, I don't want.
0: Yeah, so, so I am really sick of Zack Snyder. I am sick of Zack Snyder. I am sick of all those fans. this might come up a little bit later too. Um, but yeah, watching that trailer is just like you. It, it is so full of itself, yeah. with it with its pretentious importance. It's not that important. It's not. It's not. It's probably not even going to be that good. It doesn't. There. There's what. What's the word? This. Uh. Ap- not apathy. Apropos or. Like the the sen- this 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 sense of weighty importance that Zack Snyder tries to put in his work. Uh-huh. And the fact is, he's deep as pizza. There's there is no there is no depth to this stuff. It's what you see on the surface is all there is.
1: Yeah.
0: Sort of. There's actually, there's, there actually is a little bit more, but it's, 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 it's somewhat insidious. I, I
1: just, I don't, that doesn't, for God's sake, take a clue from the MCU and insert just, just a glimmer of humor, just a touch of hopefulness. Like that, that, that man needs therapy. Like he needs to see somebody. And, and that, that many people are, now, that being said, I'm definitely going to watch it because I want to hate watch it. Like, I'm definitely going to get a lot of joy out of it. And part, you know, it's because, four hours long, right? I mean, a well, I mean, I'm going to watch it on <laughs> HBO, right? Yeah. So like, I don't have to, I'm not paying a ticket. So I'll feel yeah. a little bit less justified. But
0: like, yeah, because I want to be able to, again, right. hate watch it. But like, well, I, I might actually, I might actually like it. It might, it might be fine. But, um,
1: Did yeah. you just say I might actually like it. It might be fine.
0: I might. Okay. So the actual Justice League movie, I didn't think was horrible. It was pretty close, but it, but it had, it was, it was entertaining enough to watch it once and then, like, not care about it. Yeah. It wasn't offensively bad, like, uh, um, Batman v Superman was. Correct. So.
1: And, but, you know, and it's funny, because I think Suicide Squad at least was fun to watch. Like I can't get through it. No? I, <laughs> I mean, i am like, a good fight scene, and that was one of the few where we still got to see a woman, so Harley has some good fight scenes. Yeah. Room, so.
0: Yeah, I can't get through it. All right. Wait, we- oh yeah, we're going yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a quick we're going to go ahead and take a break and we will be back in just a minute. And we're back. And the next topic is going to be Oh. I said I said we might talk this might come up again, worst fan base. So, so now you may not be as as clued in to these to these fan bases as I am. Mm-hmm. All right, but but here's some potential. Here's some potential op- options: um, MCU fan base, Star Wars fan base, Star Trek fan base, Zack Snyder fan base, or Harry Potter fan bases. I don't. You don't know, know enough. To... I
1: mean, I know enough, but I just I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what the I don't care what other fans are saying about stuff i i know i mean i know star i would say that as far as like in, in in how it directly affected what i could take as the artwork the piece the whatever it is um i think that um the star wars fan base was problematic in the way that the final trilogy was developed and created so i i definitely felt very annoyed with them yeah but like otherwise i give so little i i just i don't <laughs> care about fan base.
0: Yeah. For, for me, for me right now, it's a Zack Snyder fan base. I'm just so sick of them. So Zack Snyder actually is a really big fan of Ayn Rand and objectivism. Yeah. So he has a very, very libertarian fan base mm-hmm. and it's, they're just nauseating. It's so that, that they're why we're getting the just the Snyder cut justice league. They literally brought this back from the dead. Okay. Okay, so do you do you know actually the audience probably doesn't know the back the whole backstory. So Zack Snyder was the director of Justice League. Right. Left the project after after so his his daughter committed suicide. He left the project. Joss Whedon came in to finish to finish it up. Right. So then the movie comes out and it's a it's a big pile of turd.
1: So wait, that's not a new movie. That's a release of the old one. Yes. Yeah. Oh that's
0: that's no, even the, worse. That's Justice League. But he so he shot a bunch of additional footage. So like all that Jared Leto joker joker stuff oh, that was in no. the trailer. No, no, I'm not
1: watching that one. That's either.
0: all that's all new footage. But it's basically just that that Justice League, it's 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 not yeah. even gonna be called Justice League. It's gonna it's gonna be called Snyder Cut. No.
1: It's, oh. Yeah. I didn't even pick up on that.
0: So the the whole purpose of that trailer was to show that it's a different entity no. than, than, oh, they, than the other Oh, I'm not watching that movie. bullshit. Yeah,
1: that's 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 a hot soup of of bullshit. Yeah.
0: and will so part, of, so, yeah, so and then and then it it becomes kind of an interesting. You know, you mentioned earlier about um, Gina Car- when you we were talking about Gina Carano, and how Gina Carano gets fired, but there's all these toxic men that are still working. Yeah. and if you would if you had said, you know, if you had gone back ten years ten years ago and said. All right, Joss Whedon, Zack Snyder. Which one is most likely to be reviled by by SJWs and, and be calling for him to be fired? I think most people would have guessed Zack Snyder. But it turns out to be Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yeah, super yeah. outgoing feminist Joss Whedon is actually a giant piece of shit. Yeah. But he's out. He's gone. He'll probably never make a movie again.
1: I don't. I, I'm not holding my breath about that, actually.
0: Yeah, maybe it's it was it got we, pretty bad.
1: We often forget monstrous men, though. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's true.
1: Yeah, so give him a couple of years. I mean, what is it? Louis C.K. was starting up his comedy career again, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's kind of a separate issue, though. Yeah. But that is that's so you're so because yeah you're tuned into fan bases and so you know it's interesting though if you look at the Harry Potter fan base. Which
0: they're fine. They're
1: very precious. And in fact, what's really interesting is there's this, and I don't know that this is universally so, but definitely what I've sort of picked up on TikTok is that, definitely on Tumblr, is that that's a fan base that has rejected the original, the premise. They've rejected their like they've basically cast out the god, like because they're 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 very upset with what J.K. Rowling has said about um about trans people.
0: Hold that thought. Okay. Am I coma? Okay. All right, it's your turn. It's your turn. No, no, I just did it. Oh, you just. All right. Oh wait, maybe it is me. Give it. Oh, there you oh. go. J.K. J.K. Rowling. J.K.
1: Rowling, yeah.
0: All right. So Lindsay Ellis, um, one of my favorite YouTube video essayists, did an essay. She did an essay maybe a year, year and a half ago about the death of the author. Mm-hmm. And basically, the premise of the video was: at what point, at what point does authorial intent end, and it's just what what the public says something is. Sure. And then she did a follow-up video about JK Rowling um after all of J.K. Rowling's tweets. So J.K. Rowling is um referred to as a nerf. Do you know that term? Yeah,
1: Ter- yeah I was gonna say Tran-
0: yeah, trans occlusionary radical feminist. Yes. Yeah. So so what where do you where do you think about the whole J.K. Rowling thing?
1: I mean, I Yeah, get rid of her. I mean, I I I think that we um mm-hmm. This is this is modern. This is modern. Modern art creation is that you create something, and I firmly believe because I'm not. I'm not ethereal. tent does not matter to me. Like, like it's what's on the page. If you don't have it on the page, it doesn't exist. And so, so the sort of propensity we have right now for people to create all this additional context for their narratives, is I mean, now granted, Tolkien did it too. He wrote a bunch of context for very right. right? like. There's a lot of backstory with him and history and other narratives and tales. Right, fair, but um. But she really fucked up her brand, like bad, real bad. And she, she can't take away what she wrote on the page in all of the other the actual books that she's created. And if the fans take those books and spiral that into whatever they want it to be, God bless them.
0: Yeah. Um. So this is this, is, philosophically, this is probably the biggest disagreement you and I have. Yep. Is is the question about authorial intent? Yep. To me, there. If if you're saying this is what this means. The only thing that matters is our intent. If you're saying this is what it means to me, then it, it's fair game. But one, but once but it's it's like having a conversation with somebody, and no matter what the other person says, you're saying, "Well, this is what you're saying." Like like for me, the art of rhetoric, the 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 the, the art of debate of argument is predicated on the principle of charity. Which is understanding what the other person is saying and presenting it in the best possible way.
1: No, and I don't. I don't support that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't support that charity. Like as a writer, if you do not put it on the page, I you don't get to follow people around and explain your piece. If you cannot craft what you intend on that page, then you you shouldn't be writing. And 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 I think that's true of many. The the art should absolutely stand for itself.
0: But then, but then, isn't somebody who but, but at the same on the same token somebody who's saying this is what it this is what I I think it means shouldn't they be looking at the page and not just what they think it means to them
1: if they can point to where it is on the page it stands like if they can say when you said this on the page then absolutely yes like uh, the, it should always go back to the original artwork so if someone can prove that within the text it's what it says then it can stand but it doesn't matter like I'm like it doesn't matter like we their inter- interpretation of text is highly important it's it's the reason we write like if i if i wanted to make sure that the purity of what i was thinking remained pure i would not express it to other humans but we have this earth, but if you're if i'm creating it Giving it to another person, but
0: that's the very thing I, you're creating things to have a dialogue with another person. Yes, which means you are saying something, which yes. means you have intent and meaning in the words you put out. And yeah, and those are not for somebody else to just say. I don't care what you're saying. I'm going to tell you what I think you're saying. No,
1: that that's not that's not the point. Is you say I that's don't. Exact- no, no. The question is, I don't care what your intent was. This is what your what what you said does, right? that's to me the difference is like you you can say no no what i meant was it's like right but that's not what you said so for me it is it always has to go back for every both sides it does have to go back to the original text it isn't just saying um i thought like i could just say i I thought you hated jews and you'd be like what the fuck? when did i say that and i'd have to i'd have to prove in a text somewhere that you had done that and so that's for me the important part is the text stands for both sides absolutely but but you're saying, no, I meant, not you, but like a yes. person, right, saying, no, no, the intent was for this. Intent doesn't matter. That's like, and I think that goes back to a lot of the issues about racism, is that we have a lot of people whose intent is benign, but whose effects are problematic, highly problematic. And if we excuse people for their intent, we ignore what actually happened. And if we can look at language as a form of violence, then the people who, who can always hide behind intent, they can always say, I didn't intend to hurt your feelings. It's like, but motherfucker, you did, and you have to reckon with that.
0: But, but uh, as, at some point, aren't you responsible for your feelings?
1: I mean, there's there's so
0: what, so how does anybody else control if somebody didn't intend to to be offensive or didn't didn't intend to offend you, but you were offended? Yeah, isn't that your responsibility, your reaction, and not the other person and.
1: If someone says something extremely racist, you're saying that the person... No,
0: no, no. but now you're taking it to an absurd... No, no, no. I'm um, not. You're taking I'm saying to a, you're...
1: people will say things that are racist and not realize they said something racist. That happens. It, it we, we see it happen. People say things totally unintentionally. They're, they're microaggressions of things that happen to humans all the time. And so the the benign, like, my intent wasn't to hurt feelings is, is looking at a system in which... People continually use their lack of intent and interest in other humans as an excuse to continue saying bad things.
0: Okay, so that's you're actually talking. I think you're talking about something slightly different. So I use this as I, I, I've used this as an example when I'm talking when I'm talking about. Um, uh, so there, there's a video of Leonard Skinner playing "Free Bird" at a concert, mm-hmm. and behind them is like a 40 foot Confederate flag, right? Because mm-hmm. it's Leonard Skinner, at mm-hmm. Southern rock. Mm-hmm. So when I've talked about that video, I will say, look, maybe in their minds, they are not racist. They are not trying to exclude, they're not trying to exclude black. But if you look in the crowd and I've I've analyzed this footage, out of 60,000 some people, there is one person of color in that entire crowd. Mm -hmm. And I would say that there's a correlation between the Confederate flag behind the band and the composition of the audience. So the question is, if, if you're, if you're told, Hey, that saying that Confederate flag is having this effect, and then you continue to do it, then you're in, then at that point it's fair game and you can say, but if but on, on a, on a smaller level, somebody says something that, that they thought was a compliment. It's not fair to, it's not fair to then say you're being offensive.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. I mean, I, I it is absolutely, and, I, and in fact, that's how somebody learns.
0: Right. But you can, but but that's what I'm saying. You can tell that person, hey, you may have meant this, but this is how I took it. Mm-hmm. Now, if that person says, "Well, I don't care how you took it," I'm going to keep saying it. Mm-hmm. Then it's fair game against that person. Mm-mm. But if that person says, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'll change," then then
1: listen, as humans in this world, and I think. Because we're we're now not even talking about like art, right? But to say like, just like your job, and I'm saying you're again like
0: yeah, you're, yeah, I know, I know the great you and this guy.
1: Your job is to fucking figure that shit out and not do it. Like it's not like I think that's another one of those things where it's like white people do it all the time. They step on someone's toes and go like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes. Fucking figure out how to dance then. Like your job is to go into the world and and understand and keep up with what's happening. Okay. And that job means that are you gonna misstep every now and again absolutely but you don't get to do it and then say I didn't mean it like
0: okay so what are so what are you doing to support the people of Miramar that are that are desperately fighting for freedom
1: I don't that's not my jam I'm not in that space with them right yeah, like,
0: but you are because you're part of because you're part of a colonial power that's acquiescing to the military coup because we're gonna make money off of it what Okay, like wh- I don't know. Well, so what I'm saying, is you're 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 saying that if somebody, even if it's not, you're saying it's not an excuse to be ignorant. It is your job to go out and seek out the information so that you don't do the thing that's offensive to somebody. Right. And I'm saying if we live in that space all the time, great. Then everybody's going to be constantly guilty of everything.
1: Yeah, I and mean,
0: yeah. So, what if what are you doing to be aware of? what america is doing throughout the world okay and what are you doing to, to stop that those systems of oppression the
1: difference is that i'm talking about interpersonal relationships and that the work that we're doing when we are in the space together as humans which is different from like a piece of art or, or a book although that also behoves a person to understand and that those books and things are coming out and written at a time when you have to understand what's going on in the world like i have a story that i wrote that was about two, and I wrote it easily 10 years ago, and the two main characters were Diné, And so it was these young women who were selling honey by the side of the road. And when I wrote that story, I um, wrote it based on character, and I had had just a passing familiarity. I'd done um, a study, I'd done an exchange on the Navajo reservation, and I had met with a Navajo family. I had the most passing familiarity with, um, with their culture. And so then I write a story and I spent a lot of years trying to get the story to be a good story. But it's at the end of the day, and most recently I've recognized this isn't my story to tell and it isn't appropriate for me to take those characters, take their story and culture and just use it in the service of story. Like that's not, I can't do that. That's not, that's not where we are right now, but that's my job to do. It's not my job to put it into the world and ask a Dene person to read that and for them to have to come around and tell me. That's not, what are you doing? Like, that's the work. That's like we have Jeannie Cummins with American Dirt. Like, the the onus is on the person to understand when I'm joining this conversation, I'm doing it in a way that has fidelity to the people I'm hoping to connect with. And that's a big part of that. So, like, are we all guilty of injustices? Absolutely. Watch The Good Place. And that's kind of the whole premise is, yeah, there's a lot of different ways. But when it comes to creating art and being people with each other, intent is irrelevant. You have to, like, and... And that isn't to say that we don't make mistakes because we absolutely do. And also things shift. Like w- there was a time when we would call, like that BIPOC is even a new term. So we're sort of recognizing it's all evolving quickly. And if you're operating in those spaces where those terms are relevant, you have to know them. Like you you have to do that work. Like humans need to do that work, not just you, but like we all need to do that. So, So yeah, you're right. Like there's stuff I'm doing that is like child labor industry with my clothes. Absolutely. But I'm not creating personal offense with people when I do that. Because they don't know me. They don't know that I'm the one buying those jeans and doing that work.
0: So you cannot So we... All right. We should, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. All right. Your turn. Okay. And let's see how long we've been talking now. Oh, we have plenty of time. Yeah.
1: Bernie versus I am not a cat.
0: Yes. So in the last three weeks, two memes... Two meme branches, trees have have stormed the internet. One was Bernie Sanders mittens, yeah, and one was the "I am not a cat" from the lawyer. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. All right. So, question one: Which which is better? They're not.
1: They're they're they're, they're there's there's no way to compare. They're they're both beautiful. They both have their beauty. I think Bernie's more mixable, but the, I, "I'm not a cat" is pretty precious.
0: It, it, it is. Why? Do you think one's better? Oh, Bernie. Why? It's just it's because it's more versatile. Yeah, yeah. You know, it has
1: better legs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and also it doesn't have. Ooh, depending on who you talk to, it, it doesn't have as insidious a backstory. So that lawyer in the I am cat is actually not a very good person. Really. Yeah. Oh. Like he like he used he used his power as a lawyer to harass to like. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I want to say it was his ex his ex wife or ex girlfriend like when, when he was a prosecutor Um yeah ru- every Don't people ruin everything they do you can't have a simple cat meme without a horrible person well
1: ever. i mean i guess that's why bernie feels pure is because we already i mean he was very he's been very upfront about who he is and so yeah yeah we can kind of adore him like pure purely yeah yes
0: so i th- but the the more interesting question to me is and with the cat one it's pretty it's pretty I'm gonna I'm gonna say the premise before I get to the actual question. The cat one, it's really relatable because everybody right now is dealing with Zoom calls and trying to figure out this technology on the fly. So as soon as we saw that, we all related to it. Yeah. I mean, I have I in my I'm in my hashing group you know, we have names that make names for each other that you would not want people at work to know. Yeah. And I know about half a dozen people that have gone onto a work zoom call with their hash names still on there. Oh, wow. So now they're having to explain to somebody why their name is Titty Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so everybody, everybody can relate to this to the stupid I am cat thing.
1: It does um, feel very nice. that way.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I think I think, but then when it comes to the Bernie Sanders thing, it's not. I don't think it's as it's, it's as clear cut why that image struck a chord with so many people.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, it took it took off. Yeah, Dude, and I don't. Yeah, I mean, I delighted in it. I was I like, I listened to that episode, that I was like, oh, I just was him the whole time. Like it's just so delightful, and it's still going. Like I'm yeah. still seeing stuff
0: come yeah. up. But do you do you, have, do you have any do you have any thought of what it was about that image, that just they just sparked people's interest
1: i think part of it maybe was that was that he's not a goddamn inauguration right and but he's he's us he's he's like the not particularly well dressed kind of the grumpy the, yeah. you know the weather and he just sort of typified the sort of person you you think oh i wish i could be that like i would be totally dressed to the nines if i was going to the inauguration and bernie's like eh, fuck it i'm like that's a great what an attitude
0: so did, are you, did you hear about the op-ed in the San Francisco Chronicle? No. Okay, so I, I, I could look up her name, but I would have to get back to my computer. Um, so a teacher a pro, is a professor at, um, at the University of Cal Berkeley, wrote an op-ed to the San Francisco Chronicle, talking about how disgusted she was with the privilege Bernie Sanders was displaying, sitting there in his mittens.
1: I mean, kind of. Yeah. Could you, imagine if, could you imagine if there had been a female equivalent of that? There's no, like, they would have just excoriated her in the press if she had tried to pull off, if she had not conformed to some sort of ideal beauty standard, if she had not, if she had been so flippant with her attitude, of course it's privilege. That's actually kind of why I think we like it. Because we like to think we can have that same privilege.
0: You think so? Yeah. Alright. Alright, we'll move on. Well, do
1: you not do you not think it's a, sort of a sample of his privilege?
0: I... No, and I think that kind of I think that kind of identity politics is is going to keep us from having nice things.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I mean that yeah be, be, so so and this is like I mentioned Katie Halper was it last ep- last week last episode that I mentioned Katie Halper? Yes, yeah, so 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 Katie Halper actually did a, um, a really big takedown of of that op-ed and basically and basically saying, you know the the person who was writing it, was writing from an incredible place of privilege. I mean, she's getting her op-ed in the San Francisco Chronicle. And then she tore into her for being anti Semitic. Oh, mockingly. Because she's saying if you want to do that kind of game, I can we can play that too. Oh. So why are you criticizing the one Jewish guy on the stage?
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So yeah, so if we if we if we want to play that game, every you know, everybody can get in there or I, I think I think the bigger thing is we're looking at Biden and his incoming administration. I think we intuitively know that it's going to be a lie. So seeing Bernie Sanders there was kind of a remembrance of what could have been.
1: But okay, I wasn't a Bernie person, but
0: yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right. Who, who's next? We got, I think we have time for two more. Okay. Depending on what they are.
1: Go ahead. All right.
0: Closest to me. All right. Toys for adults. This is probably something you don't care about. So um, it used to be that if you went into a toy, a toy aisle of a store, or you went into a toy store, mm-hmm. the intended market for those toys was children. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I, I, I stopped at Walmart the other day, and I looked like G.I. Joe is making Revival. And a standard three-and-a-half-inch G.I. Joe figure is $20. That is not for kids. Mm-hmm. and it's all elaborate it's got all stuff like it it is made for adults
1: for collectors yeah yeah
0: and in general and not just in toys but just in general there's like things that used to be things that were made for kids when i was a kid mm-hmm. my generation has has not let go of it so now everything is marketed to us and it seems like kids are an afterthought and i and i don't know i don't know what I don't know where that's going to go.
1: Do you do you not enjoy that? Because weren't you just saying that you? Yeah, I up? do
0: enjoy that. Yeah, but I also but it, but it's also like I also feel like there's something inherently. I'm. I'm. It just makes me think that we're 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 missing out on something else. I don't know.
1: I mean, I mean to be fair, the current time does not contain a lot of joy, <laughs> and so like to have something joyful. But but I also think that. There is actual content like we don't actually know what kids are watching right. I don't know what kids are watching right now. I don't. I don't have a kid. They're into weird things like Minecraft. Yeah, but we're not, and that's not for us. And so my, we're going to see Minecraft twenty years from now, and it'll be marketed to like it's the nostalgia I think, yeah. part of it, right? Because they're not they're not coming out with new materials and getting it to adults. Yeah. Right. Like they're not they're not marketing well, their new military... Justice League.
0: Justice League, the the trailer we just we talked about earlier that is not made for kids. No, kids are an afterthought of that, right? Yes. So what? So what? Superhero movies are kids. What, WandaVision not made for kids. Yeah, like it is. some... <laughs> it is some. There's some dark stuff going on there.
1: Well, that, I guess the idea is though that like is that re- that is that a real realistic expectation that as we grow up, that somehow our tastes are meant to mature into what? Like I don't know liking wine. Like I like yeah. Like why not? stay in love with the little mermaid and the the you know legos and all those other stuff like i
0: yeah i don't i mean i, I do it like you know yeah. I'm, i wake up i wake up at 3 30 on friday morning to watch wandavision with my bowl of captain crunch cereal <laughs> you know i'm all for that but it's just yeah it just it just i also i also fear for like you know we were talking last week about just future worlds is there going to become a point where we've decided kids are obsolete
1: I know a lot of people with kids, and so I'd say no. Like I,
0: fewer and fewer every year.
1: I mean, maybe so. I think that also comes with greater equality for women, because yeah. yeah. So, but like, no, people really love kids. Like they're people find them very precious. I mean, I love my little nephew, right? So like, yeah, another shout out. But like, I, I don't think we're getting rid of kids anytime. Do you, so many people have children, even if they're only just having one, right? So they're not actually doing population um, replacement. People, they're very cute. I have zero interest in one. But yeah, they're very
0: cute. All right. Last topic. And there, there's two left here. So I'll let you pick. Why do video game movies suck? Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard to adapt video games into movies? In other words. <laughs> oh, wait.
1: oh, okay. I was, yeah, like, like, is, I was why... like, that's the same question. Okay. Yeah. okay.
0: So it's just rephrasing. Or um, what's too far in humor? And and the, uh, oh. so like shock humor... And in my head, I'm going back to some stuff I, I've seen on TikTok recently. And then it reminded me of like, like the whole James Gunn fiasco getting fired and then brought back by Disney. So which topic do you want to hit? Humor going too far or adapting video games? Let's do humor. Okay. Because
1: it's very rife Because we might run into more debate. But yeah. um,
0: yes. All right. So where do you, all right. So where do you, where, so.
1: I just use your principle, which is if you're punching down, is not great. I mean that's right like that's yeah. what your whole premise is is that like if you, if you if the joke is punching down the power power structure it's not good comedy and then that's kind of my line.
0: Oh we're going to have a debate. I don't How I are don't we're are you. Argue?
1: I mean that's I think that's a fairly simple
0: is there, so really like shock humor is like almost separate from that power dynamic. You mean like
1: uh what's it called the uh what is that group the donkey punches no the the ones jack Jackass? Jackass.
0: Is that what you mean? Is that what you mean by no, so, Sort of. So, like, so, like, uh, James Gunn started with, um, oh, not trauma video, but he started, he started in a comedy troupe that was all, and this was, like, really big in the 90s and the 2000s. It's kind of, it's kind of gone away to some extent now. Um, but, like, the whole point of the joke, or the producers, you familiar with the, with the, with the producers?
1: The, the Mel Gibson?
0: No, I mean, I
1: mean the um. Why did I say Mel Gibson? It's it, a movie, right? And it's about the Hitler.
0: No. No. Oh. That was the producer. So the producers oh. was a documentary that came out like in the late '90s, but it's 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 a base. It, the 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 basis is a joke that comedians have been telling telling each other backstage for years
1: right and sarah so silverman got into a little hot water because yeah like, okay okay yeah. And,
0: the, and the whole point of the joke is to make it as offensive and dirty and yeah. necrophilia yeah. and you're right um that's 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 kind of the shock humor, like like finding something that's that's so offensive your natural reaction has to be to laugh it's mm. so like anthony jeselnik joking about the boston city bombing the night it happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm talking about. And do you? I'm torn. I go back and forth on this.
1: Honestly, again, to me, it's about the power structure. And if if, if like if you're punching sideways or up, I I, I, I yeah. that which is I guess is separate from do I find that personally funny? No, I don't find jackass funny. I don't find those types. I don't like gross things. Like I, I I'm I, I don't even like word puns. I like a lot of humor stuff, but apparently it's fairly narrow, but, but, but I guess the idea is that I don't, I don't hold, I don't, I'm not the gatekeeper of that humor then, right? Like, well, who am I to say if it's fine? yeah? If someone else laughs, go ahead and laugh. Yeah.
0: So, so Anthony Jeselnik when he had a TV show and one, it's a miracle he ever got a TV show and it's not surprising that it didn't last long. Do you know him at all? Yeah. All right. So he did a, he did a joke. He did a he did a skit that he said he'd been planning for months. He just needed something in the news to happen. And that thing in the news was somebody being attacked by a shark. So it happened in Australia. Somebody gets attacked by a shark. And as he and he's reading the story all, all, all serious, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a tragedy. And then all the it, it was like a it was like a Katy Perry video. All these people dressed up as sharks come piling on the stage and he does a shark party. And Australia was pissed. Like the whole country united in opposition to Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. So, you know, i I've, I looked at him, and one time I'll laugh, and another time I'm like, dude, that's not cool. Yeah. And the next time I'll laugh again. It's yeah. it's hard.
1: And I think comedy does does push that boundary, and I think comedy is also learning to redefine what what they what we as a community will agree is laughable right because i I think that's a moving target just like the genre stuff just like just like the stuff we're talking about earlier about race right that like at some point you're like yeah we used to be able to do that and people accepted it but people are like i don't i don't know that that's comedic like there's no inherent yeah yeah and and then that's that's interesting to to sort of watch that happen um but but again like it just because it's not my thing doesn't mean it's bad yeah
0: so it, it's an older story, but James Gunn joking about pedophilia, I, not acceptable. I, should, shouldn't work for Disney after that.
1: I, oh, like if you were to make a joke?
0: No, he did back back in when he was when he was with his comedy troupe. Yeah, he he made a, he made a lot of jokes about about pedophilia about you know having sex with boys. And that's and then in two, and then when he got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's that's what he was fired for. Yeah, and then he was brought back yeah. after a year or so.
1: Yeah, I I, I think maybe this goes to a sort I think a sort of a larger societal issue, which is that like there like if you look at even someone with Harvey Weinstein, not like he went and did comedy. Lots of times, the precursors for what we understood to be real behaviors existed. Like they they gave there were signs of things, but you see them as you go backwards, right? Yeah, right. Like so, if someone makes a joke. About that in in a comedy troupe and and they and they can be like again like yeah this within this context it was it's it's a joke premise but then you sort of say like well are they making that in other avenues like because like Gina um what's her face Gina Carano um, yeah she was doing it in a platform that was not meant to be set up like it was really clear like she was making an opinion an, an opinion yeah. statement about that and so yeah that can be really problematic oh, sorry, I almost fell off my chair yeah. um so. But but I think maybe that goes to a larger question of cancel culture, culture which is a separate conversation. I think.
0: Too. Yeah. Yeah, we probably don't have time to get into that right now. I think I think from the the so around the same time, the reason James Gunn got targeted by um, the right wing by right wing Trumpists was it was this was right after Roseanne got fired from her show. Right. And then and then they dug up these these tweets from James Gunn and said, Why well, aren't you going to fire him too? The difference is. There's no indication that James Gunn actually is a pedophiler. His his the the point of his humor was to be ironic, mm-hmm. and what but it wasn't evidence that he actually supported that behavior. Mm-hmm. And it happened a long time ago. And he had, it was it was out in the public. He had apologized for it. He he changed he changed. Whereas Roseanne probably actually was a racist. Yeah. And was still doing it. Yeah. At, at you know, it was it was a reaction to something she had just done. Yeah. So, but I don't, but I don't think I don't think James Gunn was actually a pedophile. Just yeah. joking about it. And then, and then, then it becomes a question of is the is just is just the act of joking about it do, is that too much?
1: Well, I mean, that's when we start getting back into these nuances of intent versus artificial intent, right? Yeah. like Because I. I mean, I think in the in the day to day operations, people often put something in the world and then use an excuse. Well, I was joking, and and um, and and then we start getting into those conversations about like whether or not someone was. But but I think that's why to to some extent context is is vital to some of these conversations. Yeah. And so, like if you're putting something in a platform, like writing in your personal journal, and if people find your personal journal and expose that, that's highly problematic for the people exposing it. But but like if you're Saying in a comedy show, saying it—that's the context—is because it's the—it's te- in the text. It's what's in the text itself. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So we're, that's going to be—I think that's going to wrap that up. Going to wrap up uh, the grab bag, grab bag of topics. We got one episode left for yeah. this season. That'll be coming out next week. We don't know what it's going to be yet. And right now, what else? You what else you've been watching?
1: Oh crap! I forgot. <laughs>
0: we have to do that part
1: too. Yeah. Oh okay. So um.
0: Recommend recommendations, right?
1: So, uh, something that has been getting a lot of buzz is the movie, quote unquote, in and of itself on Hulu. And it's uh, the reason I put it in quotes is because, um, it's actually the filming of a stage production that, uh, that, um, the gentleman's name I should have written that down, but I forgot we had to do this part, um, where he, um, he, he did this play that ran for. 500 some runs on um, on Broadway or off Broadway somewhere where there's theater, and he um, and it's really beautiful and it's kind of circumventing like it, it people's expectations of what you can do with modern um, cinema um, because it, it it felt like a play but it was really um, well filmed. And and one of the things they're saying about it is to go into it not knowing too much about, like, it's even difficult for me to explain, and so I wouldn't even try. Just, if you have people, go watch it in and of itself. It's like an hour and a half, something like that, and it's pretty cool. Sweet.
0: So, there's a movie, it's it's actually been out for a while now, Um, and I'm looking up to see if it's so it looks like it's on hulu but this movie called oculus did you have you seen this Mm -hmm. it's a horror movie um it stars karen gillen it was uh, who plays nebula in the mcu Mm -hmm. um but basically the the story is about a a mirror that um it's kind of it's basically a haunted house movie but it's a mirror and the movie cuts back and forth. It's it's this brother and sister. The sister, as an adult, is trying to prove that the mirror is evil and trying to destroy it and huh. document it. And the mirror is fighting for its life. And then it's and it cuts back and forth between the past and present. Yeah, the past and present. But it's it's a really good movie, and it's directed by Mike Flanagan, who also did um, not as good a movie, but Doctor Sleep, the The Shining oh, sequel right. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, and he also and he also does House House on ha- House of Haunting Hill and The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh
1: That's yeah, yeah.
0: So Oculus was kind of like his first real big movie. Um, man, he's just done a bunch. of Hush. So actually, if I I was about to make a second recommendation, I was going to say Hush, which oh. is which is another really good horror movie. Are
1: you into the horror films right now? You've done a couple. I,
0: I've always watched. I, I i don't like slasher flicks like no, i don't care about don't freddy and jason and all that but i love horror i love suspense horror Huh? love it huh. but they're hard to find it's they hard to find good ones, it's yes. really hard to find good ones. Yeah. you gotta wade through a lot of crap yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um i just started watching did you ever see creep
1: maybe because they all have That's, weird generic one word names yeah. and you're just like what the hell
0: yeah creep is like you i don't think that might be too much for you
1: it's pretty is it is it a person stalking? Because I like supernatural horror.
0: No, it's yeah. not supernatural. No, it's, oh, okay. it's 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 the uh, the person is a creep. Oh. It's, it's it's pretty it's it's good, but it but it was um, a lot
1: of sexual overtones.
0: Yeah, uh, mainly uh, he was not he wasn't killing a woman. It was it was going after an, another man. Oh. But it's like, but it's it's actually done really well if you like that kind of psychological horror stuff. I night, mean,
1: yeah, sometimes um,
0: too. But Hush was Hush was Mike Flanagan. He's he's done a lot of really good stuff.
1: They're all just one word.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Oculus really good, and then uh, Hush is a little bit harder to find these days. But if you get a chance to base the, the the premise of Hush is it's a it's a home invasion movie, mm-hmm. but the the woman in it is a deaf mute. So she can't hear all the stuff that's going on around her. Oh. So it it, it, create, it creates a lot of really good tension, and it ends well. You would like the ending. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so those are the, those are my recommendations. For we should
1: week. do a horror episode. We should. I didn't realize you watched horror.
0: Oh, I love it. I just I just like I said I don't like I don't like torture porn, and I don't like the slasher flicks. I don't either. They they get they, I grew up with them. They're boring. yeah Yeah, but a good but a good haunting a good haunting movie so
1: did you watch the haunting of hill house
0: i didn't like it i did watch it i just Hmm. i think it it just felt too long and it just
1: oh yeah you don't like it
0: meandered well i don't know
1: yeah you're not a tv series person yeah
0: but i did watch i started watching the haunting of blind manor but again
1: no i did not like that one
0: yeah and then american horror story Again, I watched I watched the first season, mm-hmm. but by the and I really really liked the first, you know, 8 to 10 episodes, but it just dragged on and on, and I have and I just I can't I have been able to get back into it.
1: No, an American horror story relies a lot on violence against women, and I I just don't want to. I'm not interested in that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should. We'll do it. We'll do a horror. Yeah. we we'll yeah.
1: I watch a lot of horror. I haven't watched these one word <laughs> ones. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, maybe, uh... all right, we'll talk about Well, that that'll later.
1: be hard, yeah, the, we yeah. Will end on a hard all right. one. Okay. All
0: right, so um, thanks for listening. This is Jeff. And Renee. This is What the What. What the What. All right, thanks for listening. That was What the What. You can follow us on social media at, at WTW Popcast, and that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
1: You can also email us at WTW at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Special Feather.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at the BWFans and on YouTube, BandwagonFans. Thanks for listening.